Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And today's episode is a follow-up to our last episode, which was called... I'm sober and struggling Sober and struggling If you were someone that's sober and struggling The last episode is for you If you're someone that's sober and slipped or relapsed Which I think they're the same thing um, This episode is for you And this is an extremely short episode And I wanted to talk to anyone out there that was sober Maybe you was doing dry January Maybe you had years under your belt And you relapsed or you slipped But it's with the emphasis that you're either still sliding or you slip but you're still fighting which means that you you could slip and have a relapse and kind of just put the brakes on it and really feel bad and try to start working your way up or you could slip and just be off to the races man either way i could um i could relate to both uh, realities and i'm here to give you some basic tips now let's just look at the nature of a slip which is a very modern term in the recovery space it's a very inventive way for people to kind of put flowers and some good perfume on top of a relapse and call it a slip but uh any break from your abstinence in recovery is considered a relapse i don't care if you just had one beer and you got up and you went back in it's still considered a relapse what does that mean that does not mean that the world is over and you got to take your 100 days or 30 days and throw them out the window all your progress still matters i think the most important distinction here is that your progress doesn't get thrown out the window and someone should have gave me that distinction when i was younger because I would put in a good 60 or 70 days and have a bad night. And then I would just feel like all of that progress was just thrown in the garbage. And I'm here to tell you, we we keep all of our trophies in recovery and we maintain our progress, right? You just have to just say, we're going to do a calendar reset. We're going to put on the calendar. I have 30 days in and now I have this. So I'm going to start on one. I'm going to start a fresh day, a fresh count, but you still have that 30 in the back of your mind or that 60 or that one year or two years. The reason why we're um, in traditional recovery spaces, we're very hard on a relapse being an absolute relapse and you having to start from scratch is because the nature of addiction is so horrible that it just really re-triggers a person and resets the brain and the behavior patterns back to day one sometime even worse right so we're very we're very it's very intentional for us to stress that a relapse really is no game. It's not a joke. It's not something that you could make cute and say it's a slip and then just be like, oh, well, I had a slip. No. In my cases, a relapse would just mean all out terror, right? I didn't have the discipline just to go off, you know, to just stop. If we, if we did have the discipline to just stop, then we wouldn't be addicts. We wouldn't be listening to this podcast and we wouldn't have a problem with drinking or doing drugs, right? The nature of our addiction requires us to just be kind of honest about our abstinence versus our, our um, addiction, right? Either you're using or you're not. Now, if you slipped, relapsed, and you feel terrible and that guilt is propelling you to use more then i'm here to tell you 
the shame and guilt is the problem. Is is more of a problem. We call it toxic shame, toxic guilt, um, embarrassment. Uh, because you may have family or friends or people who was rooting for you who who probably didn't believe in you or maybe 50 50 some believe in you and some was like yeah just give it a matter of time before they relapse then you have this thing where you're doing well and you really mean to do well and you're not a bad person and for some reason something brings you it triggers you to use and then now you feel horrible but mainly embarrassed mainly ashamed and extremely guilty and that type of corrosive and toxic guilt and shame is almost just as bad if not even worse than the drug of choice because if you understand that it's the nature of your addiction and the nature of your recovery to have mishaps and that that's sometimes going to be part of the journey and just a, a, a eventual reality for some it doesn't mean your journey is over and you're a failure you just have to take all your wins document them and then really re-study what led you to your relapse now I always did this when I would and this would be while I'm relapsing and while I'm sliding I would be like damn man you know what I should have just I shouldn't have had that argument with the person I shouldn't have said those things I shouldn't have went out last night with that friend and I should have made sure I ate last so like I, I start thinking about all of the things that I was doing up into the relapse and you could kind of sense this pattern of me just saying I could have just went to bed early or didn't pick up that last phone call but we learn as we move on we learn so I'm here to tell you today that there's absolutely life after a slip and if you slip and you're still fighting great if you're slipping you're sliding and you're slippery and you're all over that water slide and you just crashing into stuff and you in the pool and you swimming and you in the ocean then we're here to tell you that it's still hope now the reason why i'm saying this is a short episode there's not that many things to speak about in terms of a relapse because i'm very traditional so i'm gonna keep it very clear i'm gonna talk to the psychology of this slip and relapse and your state of mind and how your state of mind and your attitude and how you process this information is going to make a big difference on whether you go get help or you stay sliding right so let's start here the best way to deal with shame and guilt or shame in general is to confess it to someone to speak it to someone to be honest so the worst thing you could do in a slip or a slide and a relapse is to keep a secret man you can't keep a secret you can't cut the lights off cut the phone off lock the doors store up all the booze you can find and go to town all right and then and then hide from people for two or three weeks because when you come up for air and someone sees you that you're going to be absolutely unrecognizable from the person that they remember it's important that you confess this to your support team as soon as possible now here's the rub it's really hard to stop when you start that's why we are doing this podcast and that's why we are struggling or we struggle with our addictions right and we must find abstinence because once that chemical whether it's that the drug of choice whether it's the alcohol once that hits your blood 
blood in your brain, man. It changes you. It's a molecular, psychological, neuroplastic change. It changes your mind, your body, your spirit, everything. You let them demons back inside of you. You're no longer the person you were. So you're in this vulnerable state of attack. Attack from the drug of choice. Attack from the demons. Attack from the mind. Attack from your spirit, your guilt, your subconscious. Everything is hitting you one time. Your world is imploding. It's dark. You're in immediate regret. You wake up feeling horrible and immediately feel like life sucks and you immediately feel like you're a failure. I know it because I was there. Now, the it's important to understand that you're not a failure for having a relapse. You're not a loser. You're not bad. You know, the people who may root for you to fail or who may not believe in your recovery, you're going to show them. I had to show people. You know, my girlfriend's father said this. He said, um, you sober? I, I, we'll see. I want to see it. Now, it wasn't that he didn't believe in me, but he has, he just understood because he knew me for a while. And he was like, well, if this kid could just out the blue say he's sober, and stay sober and he has my respect so I had some proving to do I also had some proving to do to myself my family to God and I'm still proving myself but I'm not doing it as I'm doing it for them I'm doing it for me and I'm making sure that I understand that yeah even if the worst happened and I relapse it doesn't make me a bad person and I have no plans of relapse I don't even want to put that in the ether but for some reason, if that were to happen, and it's not because I don't want it to and I have no plans to, I won't beat up on myself. I know I feel lousy and I know I feel crazy, but I program myself to do a series of events in the event that happens. The first thing that I'm programming myself every day to do in the event that that happens, that, this could happen anyway. It could, someone could give you a mocktail and you pick the wrong mocktail and you drink it. Now you have it in your system and you're spinning. You know, you could pick up a non-alcoholic beer and mistake it for that happened to me a few times. Like my mother has um, a non-alcoholic. Um, she had a non-alcoholic Bex and the non-alcoholic Bex trigger warning it looks real similar to the other Bex you know so we're at a holiday party and someone passes me a non-alcoholic Bex and I have to look at it and I'm like no this is the wrong one and I'm like we should never have the same brand of an alcohol or non-alcoholic version of anything in the house because someone can make a mistake so now we have a no alcohol at all so if my brothers come over someone that still drinks they're gonna drink the non-alcoholic beer or wine that we keep in the house for special occasions because we still have to live life right so what do you do in the event that you wake up and you had a bad day and you find yourself relapsed you slipped you had a drink now you're spiraling now you're looking for your drug of choice you're looking to party you're going to get that bottle you're off to the races it's very important for you to understand that when that party is over because i cannot tell you anything on this planet to stop you from that to going through the motions on that 24-hour period everyone's gonna go through that i relapsed i drank i felt horrible i kept drinking i went to all the old places and i woke up and i crashed and i feel horrible now this is how it sounds when you relapse so if this is your first time in recovery and you haven't relapsed it's not pretty and it's not recommended it's extremely painful so this is how it sounds Oh man, I don't know what happened last night. I feel crazy. 
this is usually mixed with tears and and like real pain and it's like oh my god i don't know what did i do i don't know where like where, where's my phone what like how did i get here oh my god like cause somebody yo who am i gonna call what the fuck yo i feel crazy what happened last night now the person gets their strength up and they they look around usually with some strange person in the bed or you somewhere you're not supposed to be and you just like don't remember anything but you know you relapse and you feel 100% disoriented. So what needs to be done next, what usually happens next is the person tries to call someone or reach out to someone that they could trust. Someone super non-judgmental, not their support group, which that's the person I want you to reach out to. But you usually reach out to your friend or somebody who's not going to judge you and really just be like, yo, I feel I just totally did. So this is how I get the text sometime because I'm Mr. Sober's dope. So people's going to reach out to me and they'll reach out and say, yo, you know, I feel horrible last Last night I relapsed like I, I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know how to talk to my wife or my husband or my family I don't know where I'm at I'm just like trying to pick the pieces up I fucked up I totally fucked up I'm such a fuck up I'm such a failure oh my god oh my god oh my god it's the next word it's the sec it's the worst day of your life uh, relapse can be up there with one of the worst days of your life what's going on in your brain and body is just horrible it's a full-on assault alcohol is an extreme poison and toxin and so is drugs so when you relapse and that shit hits your pure blood in your system again it takes you for a ride so we're hearing all of that and you having compassion and empathy for that person that i'm describing which can be you and can be me now what do we do with knowing how horrible it is one we try to really maintain our recovery by going to meetings being honest going to seek psychiatric help therapy taking the steps doing everything in your life to stay away from the shady crowd stop fearing stop fearing missing out stop living through comparison make peace with your new reality be creative stay creative learn how to meditate learn a hobby learn a new subject learn something push yourself do everything pray pr pray purge cry fast do everything that you can to stay sober but in the event when you when you can't that's the pain that you're going to be dealing with so here's step one if you're sober and fighting and slipped and you're fighting and you're sober relapsed then you're sliding you have to sit back and make a decision I'm going to speak to you as a full-blown recovering alcoholic and I'm still know how the rules of alcoholism and drugs. You're going to have to be honest with yourself. Is this hair of the dog something that I'm going to play with? Do I have the courage to get up and go into the hospital? Most of the time, you really have to go to a hospital. It's the easiest, fastest way to detox, right? And most people don't understand this. Call the emergency room and say, I have tox I have alcohol toxicity. I think I drank too much alcohol and I feel like I have alcohol poisoning. I feel very sick. You have every right to do this because you have been sober for so long that drinking and going on a fast binge like that could actually kill you but not mention that it's a full-blown assault on your mind and body so you're gonna feel so strange and so imbalanced because you are being you poisoned yourself that you need to get to a hospital to detox 
Now, some people may tell you incorrect information, like go to a detox clinic. And it's like, yeah, I would love to go to a detox clinic, but like, I don't really like that's difficult. I got to call. I got to make arrangements. I got to answer questions. You're usually out of your shit. You out of your mind, man. You don't even know where you are. Your best bet. This is sober as though best bet. You call that ambulance. You go to the hospital. You get that IV. You get them to put you into a detox. Say, I want to stay here till the alcohol is out of my system. Call your core support system. Have them meet you at a re, uh, 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 um, the hospital. Grab a good book or something because you're going to need it. Go through the motions. Get this shit out your system. Go right back to AA. Regroup with your support system. Figure out or NA and figure out exactly where you went wrong and reinforce, refortify. Keep the days that you accrued. Subtract one or two or whatever that time is. Start fresh. And then once you have some time, you bring your, your time back. Keep your time. I don't care what anyone says on the planet. You're here. Sober as dope stances. You get to keep your sober time after a relapse anyone else who tells you that are idiots i don't care i don't care who i'm insulting i have to draw the line here you have people that's gonna go binge for another six months just because they lost a month of their recovery because they feel like psycho it's a psychological mind fuck that you gotta start over from scratch get out of here Get back on the wagon. The faster you get back on the wagon, then you can really call it a slip. Y'all like saying a slip. Slip only works if you go directly back to treatment. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get a slip. But you like to like, but if you're going to let it run, then it's going to be a relapse. But here's the thing. Sometimes you just have to be honest. Listen, I woke up. I feel crazy. I see the bottle there. I don't want to go back. I kind of want to go crazy. You're going to have to say to yourself, listen, I'm going to call. I'm going to finish up whatever I got to finish up. Then I'm calling the hospital. I don't recommend this, but I'm keeping it real because I'm not going to bullshit you guys, man. There was no scenario where I would leave any alcohol in the house once it's in my system. So I'm not going to sit here and act like to y'all if i relapse tomorrow i'm gonna have some more mighty power to just be like oh i have a half bottle of jack over there let me just toss that out and call the hospital i won't do that i know how i am i'm a full-blown i'm the t i'm category 99,000. i'm professor x and the phoenix if you're talking about the mutants the most powerful mutants i'm galactus when it comes to um addiction so i know me but what I do know is I could say, yo, I'm going to finish that bottle. I'm calling 911. And sometimes, believe it or not, it's sad, depending on what state you're in. Now, people might give me back for this, but I lived this, so don't tell me anything. I'm being honest. Depending on what state you lived in, they probably they don't even want to detox you unless you visibly seem like you had some drinks. So you might just have to finish up whatever the hell you started. Call 911 and go. Now, in a perfect world, what would I want you to do? I would want you not to drink that, right? So I don't want nobody hitting me up on Twitter. You telling people to drink after a relapse. No. Or Instagram. I'm telling you in reality, man. It's the one thing we can't do as podcast hosts and sober coaches is to bullshit you guys. We know what it is, man. When you relapse, you ain't leaving nothing on the table. You leave, you, you ain't gonna leave nothing around you. You're gonna want to finish your party. It's like in Brooklyn, we say, for like Jay-Z say, finish your breakfast, right? But you have to have a plan 
while you're in that crazy state I woke up, I relapsed, I got some strange girl or some strange guy or some strange whoever they identify as in my bed. I have some str- I'm in a strange place. I have to find my phone. I got to find my wallet. I got to try to get up out of here. I feel like shit. There's drinks everywhere. You know, I got the hair of the dog, so I might grab a cigarette. I might have a drink. I got a dash, right? But what I want you to do in a perfect world is say, I can call 911 right now because I'm in a strange place. I can have cops come and help me as I tell them my story that I'm a sober person and I don't remember how I relapsed and I feel so sick. Can you please help me get to an emergency room? Can you get me safely out this place? Sometimes you might be a woman, you waking up in a strange place in a strange apartment. You don't know if you were sexually abused. You don't know what's going on. The point of this is this is something you remember while you're sober. So when you wake up on that most horrible day of your life, when you relapse, you know, I listen to sober is dope. I know all I have to do is call 911, ask for a hospital because I have alcohol, drug poisoning and I need a detox. Call your family, tell them to meet you, ask the ambulance what hospital you taking me to, call your support system, have your sponsor or someone set up a meeting five days after your release or three days after your release, stay committed, go to detox, start fresh, keep your days, subtract the, 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 the relapse time, and then we live to fight another day. Call someone that you can really trust and confess that you don't know what happened or what whatever happened, happened. Be honest with yourself. If you just said, I just want to have fun, fuck this sobriety shit, I'm going crazy tonight, and you do, then you wake up and immediately regret it, which usually happens. Then you just tell somebody, yo, I just threw in a towel, but I want to recommit. This is all about honesty and understanding what a relapse is, how it affects you, and how to get out of it, right? I'm just giving you the tools right so i want you to understand if you slipped and you're still sliding or if you relapse and you don't know what to do or if you slipped and still fighting you have to go back to the basics you have to go back to the steps you have to go back to meetings you have you have to go back to meetings and you have to go back to god you have to go back to meetings you have to go back to god listen this is it go back to the basics there's 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 we're not going to reinvent the wheel we do make mistakes but the the goal is and this is this is how i'm gonna frame this whole episode there's a large amount of us that die on the road to rock bottom so the one thing that we're not advocating ever on soap is dope is getting it out your system till you hit rock bottom. That shit is for the birds. We are not doing that. I love you guys, man. Listen, sorry for the curses and stuff. You know, that's not my, st- you know, it's not my style, but sometimes for the emphasis, I got to be real with you guys. I'm not a church mouse, even though I have a book full of prayers. I'm still a human. I'm not a priest. That's my brother. He's the priest. Um, but I'm still. I, I'm coming with love, man. I love you guys. I really want you to understand. Slipping and sliding happens, right? Relapsing happens. But the doctrine of rock bottom is a lie from the devil. It's a reality, but it usually destroys everything that you believe in and everything that you built and usually has the power to take your life 
by time you get there before you get there the whole point of sober is dope and one of our major themes is how to navigate relapse because that's one of the realities of recovery is getting back on the wagon but having a psychological mind programming to know what to do see i'm trying to program you guys in a positive way with the how to's so when your mind shuts down your subconscious has all of this programming set so you can act on autopilot this is what sober is dope is about you listen to these episodes back and forth you go back to episode one to episode 400 then go back to episode one to 400 eventually you're going to be in a scenario where you're going to be like i know exactly what to do i don't even know i don't even remember how but i know exactly what to do here and relapse is one of the things we have at least 10 to 20 episodes on and i'm going to keep doing episodes on it because you need to have the programming when your frontal lobe and your brain and your mind starts to shut down because you're knocked out unconscious because of your drug and alcohol and your subconscious brain or where your medulla is and that thing is still active and it's, it's actually working you know you know i gotta get up i gotta figure out why i'm here i gotta you go into survival mode the one thing i want you to know is oh my god i relapse and before i worry about the guilt and shame of what my family's gonna think i have to call 911. and then the next thing i want you to do is this is how you speak to your family and friends i want you to be honest while on the way to the hospital hey mom and dad or hey husband and wife or hey brother and sister or hey uncle or cousin or auntie or friend or sponsor or support group or sober dope or pop or friends Yo, I had a terrible night and I relapsed, but I'm not trying to beat up myself. I just want your support and to let you know I'm serious and and just so I know I'm safe, I'm on my way to the hospital to detox. Can you meet me and could you please not be upset with me because I already feel horrible, but I can't let the shame and guilt tear me apart because that could keep me in addiction and I just want to get back on the wagon. I just want to forget this ever happened and the best way to do that is to go to detox and then maybe rehab or something to get this thing to get my life back in order and then i'm gonna reevaluate where i went wrong and i'm gonna make adjustments and i'm gonna stick to my programs and we're gonna start fresh it's all a retrospective friends and family all right that's how you have to speak to the people you love don't hide from them and don't hide because of the shame and guilt just be brutally honest you have to practice radical honesty when it comes to your recovery and especially in a relapse but don't call someone dead drunk and be like yo and acting crazy unless you're on your way to the hospital i'm talking about your best chances and i'm raising my voice you hear the inflection your best chances is when you first wake up and you feel that crazy shit and that hair of the dog you gotta call 911 please i've relapsed i have alcohol poisoning i don't know if i have drugs in my system i need to be taken to the emergency room to get my stomach pumped and to get detox then you make a phone call to your family i don't care if you have to finish off whatever's in front of you if you compelled to do that you just better do all that shit by the time the ambulance come my suggestion is not to do it but i'm speaking in real life environments right this is real you're gonna wake up probably around paraphernalia and shit and you might be like yo i want to do this shit i hope i have the strength the day that ever happens which it won't because it's not but if it does which it won't because it's not 
that I have the strength to be like, you know what? I'm not. I'm throwing everything out. I'm calling 911. I'm calling my family, and I'm having somebody meet me at the hospital and just get detox, right? Like I said, grab a good book, grab a newspaper. You have your phone. You could watch YouTube. When I was in rehab, we had damn near flip phones, man. You couldn't. Do you we had good phones, but it wasn't like smartphones today. Like you know, my phone was just like real basic. Uh, so I wish, man, if I all I would all you need is your smartphone and the hospital bed and some prayer and you could get yourself through a bad night. You're listening to Sober is Dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. This episode is for anyone that's sober and relapse, sober slip, slip and sliding. They in a water park. You're doing a hula hoop in the water park and you need help. What to do or how to or how to navigate relapse when your mind is not working and you're on your last bounce and you're out of your wits and you don't know where to go. I'm hoping that you could have all of the programming in your subconscious mind to get up, call 911, go to treatment, go back to AA, go back to NA, reevaluate your life, start over, keep your good days, subtract your bad days, keep moving. You're listening to Sober is Dope. I love you all. Lastly, I do not advocate for anyone. I don't advocate for hair of the dog. If you had a bad night, try to throw out anything around you and go call 911. In the event that you can, call 911 while you're using so you can at least get some help and get into detox, right? But I don't recommend hair of the dog, and I'm going to leave you on this note. When you perpetuate the hair of the dog, it gives you an excuse and validation to continue to drink. And that was the worst term that, that I felt kept me in my addiction for way too long because i would just use it as an excuse oh i'm drunk and i feel horrible so let me drink some more so i could feel better and i did that for a seven year period until i almost died it was no means to the end so i don't advocate for hair of the dog all right what i advocate for is us having the intestinal fortitude and the subconscious programming to do what's right for us to live and fight another day i also don't advocate rock bottom but i understand the nature of rock bottom is something we can't avoid if you're really going off the deep end but if you could go into life with the ideology that you're not a victim to rock bottom and you're not a victim to hair of the dog and you're not a victim of relapse and you don't have to live in the shame and guilt and you could get yourself out of it i think you're gonna have a better chance of saving your life and finding your recovery again i love you all don't forget to get the sober is dope book on amazon if you have it and if you had a positive experience please 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 go and leave a positive review if you can it will mean so much to me we're at 24 reviews views we sold over 5,000 books so either people really love it and just can't get along or people don't like it and just don't want to hurt my feelings but either way if you love it like I think everyone that hits me online say they do please leave a positive review it's the only way for Amazon to put it in front of other people that's searching for books in recovery so if you leave a review they'll push it to more people okay help a brother out also please leave reviews on the Sobers Dope podcast again if anyone is here and I curse I'm sorry but I feel like if we went through addiction we should handle some curses I'm sure we did a lot worse in our addiction hey I'm a New Yorker sometimes we kind of use some dirty words but I don't mean to offend anyone I love you all and lastly I have one disclaimer on my last episode I put a clip I put clips out and sometimes it may seem 
like I'm being very harsh. You guys have to understand some days I could come lighthearted. Some days I have to come hard. I'm trying to talk to someone on different stages of the recovery journey. Sometimes you may be a person that's in active addiction. Sometimes you may be a person that just got um, that's in active recovery or at different stages or maybe just relapse. I'm speaking to multiple people with through one message. And I have to sometimes be hard and loving and sometimes I have to be real. Also, I recommended... Um, um, therapy a lot Treatment a lot And some people might feel like I don't have money for therapy and treatment So I also want you to know There is possible free ways to get help When we talk about therapy We're talking about talking and sharing your pain With someone that's qualified to listen So if you can't find a free therapist Try to figure out services around Talk to a priest Go to your church And ask them Could you speak to a Because um, believe it or not If it's a Catholic church Or a certain type of church They have qualified people there that can't speak to you and they usually have active AA meetings or NA meetings the goal is if you're in a traumatic situation share your trauma with someone it helps if you're ashamed or if you're dealing with guilt or anything share your guilt and your trauma it helps that's it for me I love you all and I'll catch you on the other side go in peace and God bless